I would like to believe from good sources that you are quite the guru when it comes to marketing. Um, but who knows? Who knows? That's what we're kind of here to talk about today. And so um, I haven't hit the live button yet, but I guess just kind of want to roll over a few questions with you, just kind of make sure we're all on the same page. So basically how I talk about or how people talk to me about their businesses. So you can start from the inception of your business, like how you got started running your own business and then how it transformed into what you're doing today and then how that's impacting people and reaching people in a very real way. And so we can kind of lead in and kind of just start that journey, that map, and then kind of finish off with um, just some future goals that you might have with your business. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. Cool, man. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited. So uh, I'm going to get this rolling here real quick. Welcome to Show Podcast, where I interview leaders about marketing, entrepreneurship, and technology. With me today is special guest Max Sadik. I've known this guy for a long time, and he is a marketing specialist. Welcome, Max, to the show. Hey, good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. I, I really appreciate your time that you could uh, take out your uh, busy schedule. So. Um, I would love to just get started with um, your journey in your business. And so if you want, you can go back as long as you want, but I am here to listen. So I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. So uh, it wasn't necessarily a linear journey, uh, but I guess nobody has a linear journey. Uh, <laughs> it started out a couple of decades ago with a dream of uh, a very misguided dream of making a lot of money. Uh, and you know, so at the time I was just looking for the best possible business to make the most amount of money. Uh, and I landed in the construction industry, uh, did really, really well, uh, ended up opening my own company after working for another contractor for uh, half a decade, then opened my own company and it took off, uh, you know, if you measured success in dollars and cents, then it was very successful. Uh, but if you measured it in, uh, feeling fulfilled, feeling like you're making a difference, uh, in happiness, that it was a big failure. You know, it, it was this, uh, what do they call in financial markets? They call it a divergence. When you have two different indicators going in an opposite direction, that's exactly what I was having in my life. I was having a divergence. I was making really good based on uh, traditional metrics and really poorly based on um, non-traditional metrics. And so uh, I guess you could call it fortune or good luck or whatever you might call it. Uh, I get a phone call from a friend who says, hey, I have another friend who is in town from New Jersey, uh, wants to meet you. I'm like, sure, especially it was perfect. My wife was out of town. So I said, hey, better eating, you know, better meet another good dude than eat dinner by myself at home. So I go to this dinner and this person who's never seen me before uh, opens up uh, like, hey, nice to meet you. Can I buy your company? And I was like, oh, my God, this is my way out of this misery. And I was like, heck, yeah, you can have it. 
So long story short, he, he you know, not, not him, but his company ended up buying uh, my construction company and kind of giving me that ticket out of a business that I thought I was going to stay in forever. And I found myself kind of in this uh, vacuum, uh, sitting on a nice chunk of money uh, with nothing to do, no kind of kind of floating aim- aimlessly in the universe, not knowing what my direction is. And I decided, hey, since there is no financial risk, since I don't need to worry about paying my bills for the next few months or years, why not do something crazy and become a photographer? Maybe I'll change some lives that way. Uh, at the time, photography was a big hobby for me. I uh, kind of filled my weekends with photographing, uh, which I still enjoy very much. I think there's big magic that happens when you click that shutter button. Uh, and at the time, I was like, hey, I have this hobby. I love it. I hear all these professional photographers talking about how they're changing lives with their camera. So I'll go do that, you know. And, and I started shooting weddings, and it was fun. It was probably the funnest um, couple of years of my life. Uh you know, it made decent money, you know, nothing to uh, compare to the construction world, but still made six figures, did very well. Uh, but I didn't feel like I was changing lives. Uh, I, I I don't disagree that photographers do change lives. I just wasn't one of those, right? My photos were, were good, but they didn't, uh, I didn't feel like I was changing lives. And, and at the time, um, I was getting some questions like, hey, how are you able to just have your business take off like this, you know? Uh, clearly, you're not an award-winning photographer, right? And, and you know, no offense taken, uh, my, my photos were plain vanilla, and yet I was doing, you know, in the first year, well over 100K, second year, over 200K, and, and I was starting to get questions like, what's going on here? How is this newbie who doesn't really know much about photography, doesn't have anything special in his work, bringing in all these, you know, uh, all these numbers? And then it kind of hit me that, that's my opportunity to make an, an, an impact. Take the side of, of of my skill that has been with me all along, which is marketing, that's allowed me to launch one business into uh, seven figures, deep into seven figures, almost eight figures, uh, and then sell that business and then launch another business and do really well. And I realized, here it goes. I think I found it. And I wasn't sure at the time, but I figured I'll give it a shot. And so I've kind of pulled back on the weddings and started pouring myself into helping other small businesses market. And I specifically focused on the wedding photography business uh, because I already knew how the business works. And what appealed to me about helping those people is that almost all wedding photography vendors are small businesses. It's really rare to come across a large or medium-sized company that's wedding photography. Usually it's either a one person, two people, three at most, um, and so it was very appealing. It was like, there's this market that's just riddled with small businesses where I can really change lives. So I'll give it a shot. And I began kind of marketing for photographers and seeing a lot of impact, but I would work with three, four, five, six, seven photographers at a time. There's only so many hours a day and it was going great. Everybody was thankful. I was feeling very fulfilled, but I, I you know, I woke up one morning and I said, how do I touch more people? Okay, so I can work with 10 photographers at once, maybe 12. Um, How do I touch more people, right? And, you know, a lot of my friends were telling me at the time, well, hire hire more staff. And I was like, been there, done that. I had 130 employees when I had the construction company. And while providing jobs, you know, for my fellow Americans was a great thing to do. It gave me a lot of gray hair and I didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) So I'm like, it has to be a different way. How can I do more impact without having to hire people. And then it just hit me. 
Uh, photography is such a unique industry because it has a lot of educators who provide a lot of growth material and, and, and help others grow. And I said to myself, what if I identified educators that are really good at what they do and teach the right stuff, and I can see that their students have results, and I see that they care about their students, not just doing it for money, what if I gave them a megaphone? What if I held them launch courses faster, reach more photographers at a, at a faster scale? And I started doing that. And I have to say, this is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Not only I'm, I'm pushing again on seven figures in this business, but more importantly, way more importantly, is that I'm getting messages like day in and day out, like, dude, you changed my life. And I know that every one of those messages that I'm getting from an educator saying that I changed their life is changing hundreds, if not thousands of other lives, right? Because this one educator is going to touch, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400 other photographers. And although it's not me directly impacting their lives, I feel like ever so slightly, I do have an impact on their lives, even if it's just 1% out of the total impact that they've received from that educator. So this is what I do today. I, I partner with people who care about their community, who care about their uh, peers and who uh, are a little bit ahead of their peers because maybe they've been doing it for longer or maybe they're just quicker on their feet. And so I partner with them and I help them launch their educational platforms and in that hopefully helping a lot more people than I can touch directly. Wow, that's incredible, Max. I love that introduction. Thank you so much for explaining to me your story. You're sharing your story with me. I think it's very valuable. So my next follow-up question to that huge ordeal was, uh, and in so many words, when are you going to sell this company and launch your next company? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. So there's no plans like that right oh, now. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I spring out of bed in the morning. I used to I used to really feel sluggish in the morning, hate getting out of bed. Hmm. And for the first time in my life, I feel like a spring, like a loaded spring in the morning. I'm jumping out of my bed. I can't wait to get to work. Um, for the first time, it feels like I don't work. Even though I'm putting in 60 hours a week, it doesn't feel like I'm working. And so no plans to cancel something like that that gives me joy. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, I would totally agree with you. So I'm, I'd love to just back up a little bit and talk about how you are able to uh, connect with people and to make relationships with them. Because I think that's really important and valuable for others who are thinking about maybe selling their companies down the road when it gets too big or something like that. Can you go in a little bit more in detail about that? Yeah, totally. So I have a friend, I'm going to steal one of his quotes. Uh, he says, relationships are everything. And I, uh, and I, it's a mutual friend. It's actually a friend that through whom we met. Uh, I 120% agree with him. Relationships are everything. And, and it's funny, even yesterday as we were going to bed and we were, we were already in bed and, and we were talking, my wife and I, and that somehow came up. She's like, what if you talk, like, what if you have to give just one advice for successful business? And my advice is like build relationships. That's it. Nothing else matters. Forget marketing, forget sales, forget uh, uh, honing your craft, build relationships. Mm. Um, I think like every time when you're conducting your normal business in almost every industry, doesn't matter what you do, in 99% of the industries, you are forced to come in contact with people. You can be transactional about it or you can be relationship wise about it, right? Um, it doesn't take much to go out of your way to add value because sometimes that out of the way only means one step. And I'll give you an example. So um, say you're browsing through Facebook and you see somebody posts um, 
I, I, I have this problem with my camera. I'm not sure, uh, should I be using this lens or that lens? Well, you could keep scrolling or you could stop for a second and actually share your knowledge. That's called adding value. And if you're doing so while already calculating in your head, like what am I gonna get in return from this person? Then you're doing it wrong. Just add value, don't worry about the balance. The numbers don't always add up. Uh, sometimes one plus one equals zero and sometimes one plus one equals 100. You just keep doing it. Every time you have an opportunity to add value a little bit uh, to a person that you don't exactly see how they're going to benefit you, that's a golden opportunity. Take it. Mm, I love that. Can you define value? Yeah. Um, value is something that alleviates a need or a want for another person. So, for example, if you were uh, furiously uh, looking through the internet for a specific screw and you don't know how to Google for it because you don't know what it's called, and I happen to know, and I comment on your post and give you the name of that screw so you know how to Google for it, that's value, right? At the same time, if I'm pulling out of a parking spot and I still have an hour and a half left on my ticket because I overpaid, and I see you're about to take my spot, coming out of my car and handing you my ticket so you can enjoy that hour and a half, if it is allowed by local regulation or rule or law or whatever, then that's value, right? Am I ever going to see you again? Probably not. You're just a random dude in the car pulling into my parking spot that I'm vacating. But what if I do see you in the future, right? What if, you know, a year from now, I'm in a car accident on the side of the road and you drive by and you remember that I'm the one who gave you the ticket and you take the time to stop and save my life, right? Hmm. Maybe that'll never happen. Probably not, but it could. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. You're just making it, a habit to add value to people on a regular basis. Sometimes it'll pay off, sometimes it won't, but regardless of whether it pays off or not, you'll feel good about it. And feeling good about it is sort of a payoff. Mm, it almost reminds me of the phrase, pay it forward. I don't know if you've heard that before. Right. Yeah, so similar, similar concept, but yeah, I absolutely love that. So do you have any, um, I guess, future goals for your business that you currently love and that brings you joy and you connect with all the right people? Do you have any future goals for your current one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it, it's funny. I've always set my goals in terms of dollars, right? Uh, I, I have a, you know, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but I have a traditional education. I have a master's in, in, in business. And in school, that's how we learn. You set your goals and you analyze projects in dollars and cents. When I ran my construction company, I analyzed everything in dollars and cents, and so did my clients. If we came under budget, we were heroes. If we went over budget, we were villains. Um, when I became, uh, you know, when I became a wedding photographer, everything was still measured in dollars and cents. And so I think I was conditioned to always value my business progress in dollars and cents. And somebody posted on Facebook something that just like made me stop and be like, huh, that's an interesting approach. And this person posted saying, what if we don't set our goals in, in sales figures, but instead, instead set our goals in how many people we reach and help. Mm -hmm. And so for this year, all right, so last year I helped four different people become millionaires from their courses. So four different people for the first time in their life made a million dollars. The year before that, that number was two. So I said to myself, as I was reflecting, um, this was January 1st, very early in the morning. My wife had gone to bed. My daughter was already asleep. My mother-in-law was asleep. And I was sitting by myself enjoying what was left of the champagne bottle. Um, <laughs> I normally don't drink. So once a year when we have a bottle of champagne, you know, I'm not going to let it go to waste. 
So as I'm sitting there and drinking that champagne uh, by myself, I was thinking, what if I uh, made my goal for this year to just keep on that trajectory? For, you know, uh, first I have, you know, 2019 was two people, 2020 was four people. What if this year I am aiming for eight people to hit that, you know, seven-figure threshold? I know there's nothing special about a million dollars. It's just a made-up threshold that we made up ourselves. But what I noticed, it gives a lot of confidence to the entrepreneur. When they hit those seven figures, it's like they stand taller, their shoulders are more open. And hence, because of that extra uh, confidence, they end up doing even better. So that's my goal for the year. I don't care about how much money I make. My goal is to help eight different people hit at least a million dollars for the first time in their life. Wow, that's incredible. And how are you going to reach those people? Well, um, relationships. There you go. (laughs) Uh, I I do already have clients that I'm working with. So my first focus is on the clients I already have signed up for this year. Hopefully, all of those eight people can be from the people who've already hired me. Gotcha. That makes sense. But I continue to engage with others. And, um, you know, the right person will come along. (laughs) <laughs> so your trick no sorry not trick but your 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 thing is they come to you you don't come to them basically and your it's like this attraction marketing right that's that's what i've heard before from other people and so it's interesting the certain concepts when it comes to marketing of how um lead generation works and so yeah that's that's exciting max it really is i i love the uh the doubling every year and just think about next year you gotta double again and you might need to hire someone by then, or I don't know how you work with that. But. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I might eventually have to hire somebody. Uh, but uh, right now, I'm kind of enjoying this uh, mm. lone wolf situation. Gotcha. And, and you're right. As far as marketing, what I've noticed, and, and it's funny, you might say, well, yeah, that sounds good for a consultant who works one-on-one with people. That would never work for somebody who sells a course. Yet every single launch of a course I do Every single marketing campaign I do, I take the same approach. I'm not a big believer in push marketing. Mm. Right? Push marketing works, and you know your average car dealership has been doing it for decades. Your average deodorant company has been doing it for decades. I mean, all you need to do is turn on your TV to see how push marketing works. Uh, I just feel like for me and my clients, pull marketing works better. So. Mm. If I have to sum up what's my big secret in marketing, how am I hitting these numbers? How are my people hitting this nu- uh, these numbers? Put yourself out there, add value, the right people get attracted to you, and then they will begin inquiring with you. Not once have I ever solicited my marketing services to anybody, ever. Every 100% of the clients that I've had were clients that reached out to me and inquired. Not ever have I solicited. Same goes for every single one of my clients, when we launch a course, sure, we're using ads. Of course, I'm a, I'm a Facebook ads certified guy. So of course I'm going to use Facebook ads, but we, I don't ever advertise, you know, I wouldn't put an ad in front of you if you never heard of me before saying, Hey, come buy from me. What I might do with an ad is kind of attract you to my ecosystem so that we can get to know each other. Right. I might put an ad in front of you that says, Hey, I'm hosting a workshop on marketing. Come check it out. It's free. That I might do, but I'm never going to put a net in front of you as a stranger saying, come buy from me because, you know, that's not just uh, what I believe works best. Yeah, I love that. That's one of your values. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I love that. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to ask you a few more questions. These are going to be kind of like rapid fire ones. Um, do you have a, a current favorite book that you are reading for the new year? Oh, favorite book. That's a question I always struggle with because I'm so tempted. Can I just, I'm always like, can I give two or three or four? It's um, like, uh, maybe it's like two. asking somebody Go who has uh, many children, who is your favorite child? Like, oh, no, I, I would never do don't that. Don't do that to me. All right, favorite books. Yeah, yeah. Number maybe. one, how, how to win friends and influence people. Okay, awesome. A little bit difficult to read because it's been written a long time ago. And so it's not in modern English, but the message in that book is fantastic mm. and don't be fooled when you first read that book it might feel like the guy is telling you all oh, just manipulate people no he's telling you genuinely do those things don't do them because you're expecting to profit do them because that's how you want to treat people right so that would be one book that i would highly recommend another one that i would extremely recommend is thinking uh, fast and slow could be a bit of a boring read. Uh, it's like a 600-some page book, but it's essentially a manual on human psychology. Now, if you're going to use a Mac, you need to learn Mac OS. If you're going to use a PC, you need to learn Microsoft Windows. If you're going to interact with other humans, you need to learn the operating system that humans run on, and that's psychology. Uh, that one book, uh, I mean, I've read probably hundreds of books on psychology. That one book, in my opinion is the most important book on psychology for people who do not plan on working in that field. For If you're a regular business owner, you have no intention of ever being a psychologist, then thinking fast and slow is hands down the most important psychology book you'll ever read. Hmm. I have not read that book. I'm going to write that down later and I'm going to read it or probably listen to it or something. But Thank you for the recommendations, Max. That's amazing. Can I ask, uh, are you currently uh, binging a TV show? And if you are, what is it? I'm not big on TV. Oh, okay. uh, you know, there's so few hours in a day. Right. Um, I, I have this um, this thing in my head, 1440. Hmm. Like that's a very important number, 1440. That's how many minutes there are in a single day. It's not a lot. It's just 1440. Uh, I feel a little stingy giving it away on a TV show. I'm not going to lie. Once in a while, of course, I'll, you know, s l like to like plump on a couch and just sit there like a piece of vegetable and not move. Uh, but if I do that, I'm usually going to look for a documentary. Uh, it's going to be something on uh, History Channel, Discovery Channel, uh, uh, National Geographic. Even if it's on Netflix, it's probably going to be a documentary. Uh, it's really, really rare for me to watch a show like... That's just like, not because those are not important. Entertainment is important, but I just feel like, uh, uh, I guess that's the one place where I feel scarcity is in, in time. It just feels like, oh my God, I only got 1,440 minutes hmm. and this show is 60. That's a big percentage that I have to give away. So I don't know if I'm ready for that. I see that. I've never heard of the 1440 rule. Did you make that up or is that just something? You no, thought? read it in the book. Really? I, I unfortunately can't remember which book, but it was in a book. <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and, and okay, just, just real quick, this time thing, is there any way that you can gain more time than lose more time or, 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 or think in, in those terms? How, how do you overcome that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Time is not linear. You can have more of it and you can have less of it. Um, <laughs> when I say time is not linear, let's be real. We all live in 
this plane of reality, we're not moving at the speed of light. We're all moving at the same speed, more or less, whether you're in a car that's going 100 miles an hour or you're standing in one spot. In the grand scheme of things, you're moving relatively at the same speed, which means your time is at the same speed, right? If I'm losing you here, real quick reference to Einstein, who determined that the faster you go, the slower time moves for you. We're all moving at the same time. So our time is equal. However, we can still bend it, right? So here's some examples of how you bend time. Just an example. You have to pay bills every month, right? You can sit there every month and manually pay them, or you can set them on auto pay. That's bending time, right? Because if it used to take you 30 minutes to pay your bills and you've set it on auto pay, not only takes you five minutes to make sure the charges are the same this month and not different, right? So that's one example. Another example is uh, plotting what you plan to do on a schedule, on a calendar, not on a to-do list, right? So most people like to do to-do lists, and I do them as well. But the way I do it, so I'll sit down Sunday evening and kind of prep my week, and I'll do what everybody else does. I'll create a to-do list. But then I'll take the to-do list and I'll put it on my calendar. And the reason why it's a time hack is because it takes away your little time wasters like Facebook and stuff like that. Because now you have an appointment with whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, right? If I'm supposed to be setting up your ad campaign, if I put it on my to-do list, it's just an item I have to do. I can start it now or I can start it in an hour. But if I put it on my calendar as a time block, I have an appointment with your ad account. I have to be there at 10 a.m., right? right. So that's another good, uh, good example of time bending or, or making more time. It's not that I'm really making more time for myself. Is that I find little hacks to eliminate the wasters, right? Not watching TV, right? If you are tired and, and you need time to relax, which is, by the way, very, very important. Relaxation is super important. You could still do so by incorporating things that are going to help you grow, right? If you're going to watch TV, maybe watch an interesting documentary about something that's going to help you grow. Uh, if you're going to just listen to a book, then maybe listen to a book that's going to help you grow in some way. Uh, so yeah, that's that's those are my time hacks. Ah, it almost sounds like time savers. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Max. I was just really curious at that end bit. So I was like, oh, go real quick back. But um, last question I always love to end with is if there is one thing that someone can do today to start their online business, what is that one thing that you would give them or that, that advice on giving them to start their, their own business like, like you've done? Yeah, so of course, step one is don't wait for the right conditions. Just start, right? Imperfect action beats perfectionism all day long. So whatever it is that you've been dreaming of starting in the future, just get started. Doesn't matter if you're ready or not, just start, right? Write down what steps you need to do. If it's filing for an LLC or a corporation, if it's starting to build a website, just start, right? As soon as you start, the better. Um, Read a book called um, The $100 Startup. That'll help you get that whole idea of just start already. Uh, most successful businesses didn't have a 10-year business plan and a properly outlined launch plan. They just started. A lot of times in the garage or in the bedroom or, or in the kitchen or, or wherever. Uh, most of the businesses that are well-planned by MBAs right out, of, right out of school end up failing. Just an interesting fact. And 
most businesses that are started in a garage uh, by people who have no money but have lots of ambition and lots of energy end up succeeding. A lot of those end up succeeding. And if you look at the top businesses, Apple, Amazon, all of those really, really big names, none of those have like this amazing plans. So, so that would be step one. Step two, give yourself at least an hour a day for educating yourself on what it is that you want to be an expert in. If you are not willing to be an expert, then you shouldn't be doing it as a business, right? Also, do you have an exit plan? If you have an exit plan, then you shouldn't be in that business because you're not obsessed, right? This is something that I learned from Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban always says two rules on identifying a business to invest in, right? There's two rules. Rule number one, is the owner of the business obsessed with it? Rule number two, do they have an exit plan? Because if they do, they're not obsessed with their business. So you need to be obsessed with your business and to fulfill that obsession, you should be wanting to read books, watch YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, all on the same topic. Don't be afraid to go really deep down the rabbit hole, right? Forget about spending time on answering emails and balancing your checkbook. Those tasks, tasks will be there tomorrow. Set aside time every freaking day to learn something new about your field. Uh, listen, I'm certified by Facebook. I'm certified by Google. I have lots of clients that have seen success. I have tons and tons of testimonials. So it might be tempting to get to a place where I'm like, I've made it. I'm good. There's seven days a week. A day doesn't go by with the exception of like if I'm sick or something. A day doesn't go by that I don't spend at least 15, 30 minutes, something every day to learn something new about marketing. Because there's always going to be something new to learn. Uh, I will never, ever, ever know everything there is to know about marketing, ever. Even if I do this for the next century. So, I, in my opinion, those little few steps will get you to success. Get obsessed with your business. Do action right away. No delay. Start your action. And spend at least 30 minutes to an hour every day learning something new about your business. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing, Max. I really appreciate your time. Where can people find you if they would like to hire you for your services? Yeah, totally. So uh, you can find me on Facebook, um, maxim.sadik, M-A-X-I-M dot S-A-D-I-K. Uh, you can find me with the same exact name on Instagram, although I don't post much on Instagram, but if you uh, shoot me a DM, I'll certainly answer. Uh, you can find me with the same name, but without the dot on Twitter. Again, I don't tweet much, but if you shoot me a DM, I will definitely answer you. Uh, generally speaking, I don't engage on social media, not because it's not important. It's very, very important. But every task has a cost in time and a benefit. For me, I'm already pretty much booked all the time. And so the benefit of just randomly tweeting or posting on Instagram doesn't is, is not worth it for me in the cost that it takes time-wise to properly plan it. And so that's why I don't do it. But I'm certainly on those platforms. If you DM me, I'll definitely answer you. And who knows, maybe one day in the future, I will have the time and desire to start posting and tweeting and whatnot. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time, Max. I really appreciate you. Thanks for everyone joining us today. And uh, we'll catch you later.
there, you creative entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you about this new creative agency called Leaders. Leaders specializes in building your brand or business through your story to the online market safely. Leaders are made up of general specialists in photo, video, web, marketing, and copy. If you are a small business or brand struggling in the online sphere, Leader is here for you. You can find Leader on their Instagram at leaders.co, spelled L-E-A-D-R-S dot co. If you would like to advertise with Show Podcast, slide us a DM at our Instagram at show.podcast with a period in the middle of show and podcast. Thanks, guys, and have a great day.